Hello, everyone. My name is Mike Dice of the Extra Rounds podcast. We are coming to you today with a special bonus episode because we were able to get Bellator heavyweight, former UFC heavyweight Roy Nelson on the phone to talk about his upcoming fight at Bellator 183, September 23rd. Roy, thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to us. How are you? Pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for taking the time out to talk to us. No problem. So... After almost 20 fights in eight years, is it weird for you to hear Bellator fighter Roy Nelson instead? Nope. <laughs> Not at all. Is it kind of a refreshing, a fresh start? Uh, yeah, no. Any, anything, that, you know, that, that, you know, where you wake up to go to work and you're like, man, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited at what I can bring today. How can I be a better fighter? How can I make fans more appreciative? How can I turn new fans into, you know, a Roy Nelson fan? You know, it's just like all these ideas is just, you know, like where you just not feel a handcuff anymore. So the chain, I think a lot of people, when fighters switch promotions, they focus on the money. Um, I mean, surely that played a factor, but for part of you, it was just you needed the change of scenery. I, I just needed I just need to be able to be me. Right, Bellator. That, 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 it, it just basically it's just basically just you know allowing you just to be hundred percent you, and you didn't have to worry about like hey oh am I going to get in trouble for that? Oh maybe I shouldn't say that. Oh like oh okay, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Bellator has done a great job, I think, embracing fighters' individuality. And they do those uh, unique video displays for fighters to kind of highlight their nicknames or their personalities. Uh, have you had any discussion or input on what yours would look like? Uh, not yet. Not yet. I, I'm, I'm going to see what they come up with on their own, and then, and then I can go back and critique them. <laughs> that, that's a good way to handle it, you know. I'm I'm not a much of a creative person myself, so I'm much better at giving criticism after somebody already put something out there than trying to come up with an idea from scratch myself. Yeah, no, I'm I'm all I'm all about letting you do your job, and then um, and then I can come out of my lane if uh, if I have to to go. No, 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 this is what it needs to be. You also, in another interview, mentioned wanting to work with Scott Coker and everything that you had heard about him. He is a he has a sterling reputation amongst fighters. Fighters really seem to enjoy him. Um, now that you've been able to work with him for a few months uh, leading into this first fight, is everything you heard about him, you know, exactly what you were told? Yeah, no. Uh, the, the stuff that I've worked with Scott with um, so far is, you know, nothing been on the up and up. And so, not, you know, and what he says, you know, his word is, is really his word. And in MMA, that, that actually is pretty, pretty tough. You know, uh, I've worked with, uh, you know, Mike Hogan, you know, who works with Scott Coker, and he's definitely, you know, his word is his word. And that's the one thing that a lot of people forget about, and I guess in life, is, you know, your word is your bond. And, you know, everybody forgets that. Absolutely. Uh, when you've been talking to Scott Coker, or you've been with there, you know, the heavyweight picture is kind of unclear right now. Have you, have you talked to him at all about the title picture? Uh, no, uh, we, we've kind of talked a little bit, but we really haven't talked uh, hardcore because as soon as I found out I had Javi, I was, I was more worried about Javi and then get through Javi first. And then um, I'll talk to him after, uh, literally right after my fight. You mentioned earlier just uh, being excited about being able to be yourself and kind of focusing on just 
you know, what you do. Is that something that you think about at all, the title picture? Or is that just, you know, if it happens, it happens, but you're not hoping, hoping anything? No, I'm actually excited for this, uh, the, you know, for the title, uh, especially in Bellator, because I think I think in Bellator, the one thing about Scott is Scott takes the politics out of the game and um, lets everybody get a chance to actually fight themselves versus, um, like, other organizations where it's all about pol- uh, politics. Does that mean you're in favor of the old tournament format that's kind of seemed to go by the wayside? You you mean the the only format that that works in any sport? <laughs> yeah, that one. That one I'm all for. <laughs> uh, sounds good. Um, and I was wondering if you had noticed that they're giving away a Fedor bobblehead the night of your fight, and if you had, what what you think of this Fedor bobblehead? Uh, you know what? I, I think it's cool, but it, 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 I think um, fans would be more appreciative if there was a Roy Nelson bobblehead, you know, because that's what they're coming to see. And they're not trying to get a bobblehead. They're trying to get a, ball, a bobblehead of Roy Nelson or uh, watch Roy Nelson fight. Any plans to release your own bobblehead? Uh, we're working on it. We're working on it. We, we're actually talking about merchandising right now, so we'll see. Um. Sp- as you've made the transition back to Bellator, you know, the most notable thing for fans is that you get the return of the sponsorship money. Uh, has it been hard to kind of get that, the, reopen those channels with sponsors after the change in the UFC? Uh, it's definitely, um, it's different. Um, I think uh, if you're talking about MMA brands, I think the UFC beat, you know, beat them up, beat them up pretty good uh, by taking their money for the last, you know, a couple of years where it'd be like, just the you know the the UFC tax, you know before you even got in. Uh, so it's it's basically just uh, I guess making um, the industry kind of under learn about the, how sponsorship actually works and um, how it like works in like traditional sports like NFL, Major League Baseball, basketball, um, and then how it can correspond into uh, MMA. Uh, so it's definitely different, but um, I'm I'm actually. That's one of the things I'm actually really excited about. Um, I've already got a blue chip sponsor, you know, with Boston Pizza. So, like, I'm 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 just actually really excited. Having competed in both major organizations, uh, what is the response from sponsors when it comes to television? Viacom and Spike obviously has a huge presence in homes across America. Is it more appealing than what it was before? No, I, and it's it's basically to kind of go back to them and um, basically educate uh, different brands uh, about how, um, like, what's the difference between being on Fox Sports 1 and what's the difference between being on Spike. You know, like, the, they're two different um, audiences, um, but the difference is, is everybody's trying to hit that uh, that male demographic, but everybody knows the female demographic is, is what actually um, pays uh, who you have to listen to. That's the one thing everybody in the UFC um, from my fans would be from the the guys be like. The only reason why I'm even allowed to buy this pay per view is because you're on the um, you're on the card. And my wife loves you. Oh wow, that's really interesting. It, it kind of goes against counterintuitive, I guess, to what most people would automatically assume it is. You get you you. Do you have a girlfriend? I do have a wife. Okay, now, 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 who, um, now, who do you listen to? <laughs> she's like, "Hey, I want this." Okay, 
You know, a happy a happy wife is a happy life. She wants it, she gets it. Exactly. So if, if so, if you turn um, women into you know MMA fans, then and you're going to corner the market, and that and then that's the reason why I built or brought Roy Nelson because I think I have the highest uh, female fan base because I'm not trying to sleep with them. I'm just their best friend. <laughs> Well, turning the attention to Javi in this fight a little bit, you have considerably more experience with him uh, than him. Do you view that as a huge advantage in this fight? Yeah, no. the 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 thing about um, fighting is, the more experience you have, actually have the the better you can um, actually navigate through. Um, but you know, the the other you know on the other end is when you don't know what you expect you just go out there guns blazing and things happen that's what happened with uh javi and sergey because sergey just you know was you know playing his game and then javi just went out and just you know knocked a home run i think one thing when fighters look at or fans i'm sorry look at fights they and they're looking at the kind of a discrepancy in experience or people from different promotions they view who they fought and obviously you fought the best in the world and um he hasn't maybe fought the same caliber of fighters as you have. Is that is that a real thing, or is that kind of an overplayed thing by the fans? Um, I think it's it's, it's one of those things you just analyze because I mean, if we're doing MMA math, Javi knocked out Sergey in 15 seconds, and Sergey knocked out Verdum. Sergey knocked out Overeem. So then that makes Javi like like the next Fedor. Hmm. <laughs> Gotta love MMA math. Well, thank you, uh, Roy, for taking the time out. Exactly. Thank you for taking the time out to talk to us. Best of luck to you in the fight. Thank you.